pastor gave an amazing message on the weekend where he talked about the ingredients to trust and they are holy spirit help me faithfulness don't tell me faithfulness loyalty being committed and and sacrifice right that if we have those ingredients working together that our trust factor will will grow go up right so that we'll be able to actually see the things that god's wanting to show us because we trust him we're not afraid to look and see and we're not sabotaging the process by our own negative expectation okay so enough about that so so i want to talk about what is rhema why rhema works how you can tell if you need rhema and what to do about that okay so you probably have the answers to most of these because you've been around for a while but we actually have quite a few new people coming to the house and maybe some people watching on internet that don't know too much about it so we're just gonna jump into uh, a bit of that okay so i thought you know when i was thinking about rhema it's easy to just talk about the process because we we throw that around a lot here right oh you need a rhema you should book a rhema you know so if you're not familiar with that we're talking about actually a process there's actually a directed prayer process that was downloaded to pastor ian from the holy spirit and uh, as he was working with people in the early years so it's been around in the house for over 10 years and uh, i'm going to talk a little bit about the process but first i want to actually talk about the word rhema because it's that word that the whole thing is built upon. It's built on rhema. When, yeah. Do you know what rhema is? Yeah. Yes. Pardon? R-H-E-M-A. Excellent question. R-H-E-M-A, rhema. All right, so I'm going to just jump into a little bit of explaining what that word is. And I found a really awesome definition. You know how that is when you find a good definition? Yeah. Just like, mm, okay. All right, so this is not the definition, but a rhema is a specific word for you from God, just to keep it really simple. So we have the, we have the word of God, the logos of God, the written word of God, right? We open this up. This is all God talking, right? This is all Holy Spirit inspired to the writers back in the day when they wrote this, Holy Spirit inspired them all individuals very 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 uniquely different writing over you know a couple of thousand years and yet there being a common thread throughout the whole thing this is the logos of god the written word of god and then there is the rhema of god which is the specific word spoken right to you for your particular situation and everybody needs a rhema okay whether you actually get the process or not you need to hear from god for yourself specifically right so this is the definition i was referring to a rhema is a divinely inspired impression upon your soul a divinely inspired impression upon your soul so you know what your soul is your mind right your thinker right your will your emotions right so it is a divinely inspired impression so you have an impression of something a thought of something comes to you right it's divinely inspired because it actually comes from god comes from God, God speaking all the time. If that's new to you, um, welcome to this wonderful new piece of information, right? <laughs> God is speaking all the time. And the Bible actually says, my sheep know my voice. So even the fact that he's speaking itself would be wonderful, but a more amazing, 
you know, for me is that I can actually hear God. Maybe that's amazing for you too, that, you know, humble little you, and you maybe your imagination, humble little you actually can hear from God because he's speaking all the time. So it's a divinely inspired impression upon your soul, a flash of thought or a creative idea from God. I love that, a flash of thought that comes to you in many, many ways. We'll talk about kind of the different ways that God uses, but it is conceived in your spirit, but birthed into your natural understanding by divine illumination. That's a mouthful, okay? But if you just hear me, ready? Okay, you guys are studious and you are keen and alert and awake and you're curious, right? With all that Pastor Tina opened this up so powerfully and beautifully and laid such a powerful foundation for us, right? So it is conceived in your spirit, so conceived, right? It's given life, life comes to you from God, from the Holy Spirit to your spirit. So God's spirit and your spirit working together, talking together. God's spirit, your spirit, talking together. So God plants an idea, a thought, uh, a creative idea, a strategy, whatever you need, right? He plants that in your spirit and your natural understanding. So I like to think it like this, your spirit talks to your soul and, and it sounds like you, right? So God talks to your spirit, your spirit and your soul are connected, right? So you think the thoughts that the Holy Spirit has been talking to you about, and it can sound like you. So, but it is, and it is divinely illuminated in your soul. So it, it's not enough that God's Spirit's talking to our spirit, but we need the Holy Spirit to help our brain understand what God is saying. So I know that's kind of complicated. Um, Makes sense to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, hey, I studied this a little longer, so. But anyways, even if it doesn't make sense, the, the cool thing about it, right, is that there's a lot more to this than we can see, right? There's a lot more going on that we, than we understand, right? Sometimes we think that God is the same as us. We're like God. He's not like us, right? And so sometimes we interpret things or we understand things and we limit ourselves when we force God to fit into that little box. Just because you don't understand how that actually all works, right, doesn't mean that it doesn't work, okay? I don't know why my iPhone works. I have no idea, you know, I don't even care. I just thank God it's dependable, right? And I use it and I enjoy it and it's good. And so our spirit man receives from God these wonderful things, all right, that can come to us in many ways. So, for example, um, you remember that Elijah, when he was in the cave, this is in 1 Kings, if you want to look it up, verse 19, the still small voice that spoke to Elijah, that would be a rhema. That's an example of a rhema word, the Holy Spirit speaking to Elijah. So Elijah was not looking at the scriptures in that situation, he was just talking to God, right? Prayer, <laughs> right? Prayer. He was talking to God and God was talking to him. In LCSM this week, we had the opportunity to listen to Gail, one of Gail's uh, journal entries. I don't think she's here tonight, but she shared this wonderful conversation that she had with him. 
and uh, just giving you know God the Father a big hug before she went to bed at night. And there was no doubt in any of our minds that, that Gail was communing with the Lord. That would be a rhema, God talking to, to Gail and downloading to her things. Uh, Mary, she received a rhema when she heard from the angel Gabriel that she was going to have a child, right? So the angel actually delivered the word of the Lord to her. Joseph had a rhema in his dream when he was dreaming about leaving because it wasn't safe for his family. So he was told by in the dream by the Lord that he needed to take his family to Egypt. That would be a rhema. So God can speak through the wit, written word, you know, when you're reading your Bible and you have that aha moment, right? Where you finally understand, right? Or your heart is just jumping for joy because it's finally making sense, right? Or wow, you just flipped your Bible open to a random page and it's exactly what you needed to hear, right? Have you ever had those moments, right? You're just like, ah, oh, that's a rhema right? Where the, where the word is illuminated. Right. It, it's just not black and white words on a page anymore. It's actually like life coming to you because the word is alive and it is the spirit, right? The word is, is spirit and truth, right? So it is the spirit of God speaking to us. Yay, God. So we, we just love that. And clearly we don't want anything that would get in the way from us hearing, right? There's not one single person here this content with any obstacle, right? We want to we want to get rid of those. Okay, so a rhema word always lines up. This is important. It always lines up with the word of God. Amen. So someone once said that the word is like the word is like a well, and the rhema word is like a bucket of water from the well. Okay, it's it's a particular uh, word for you for whatever you're going through. But it always is reflected in the logos, in the written word of God. There's gotta be consistency because God, he's the same. He's always the same, so yay God. Okay, so that's, that's kind of a little bit about rhema. Another word then for rhema, when we're gonna talk about the rhema process, is that rhema is truth, okay? So does that make sense to you? Right? So if God's talking, he never lies, right? God only says the truth. So whatever God's saying is true, correct? This word is full of truth. If God's speaking to me in prayer, in tongues, or you can get a rhema also, a rhema word can come when you're hearing someone else speak to you. So for example, God is probably gonna use me tonight to say something to, to you. I'm hoping that he speaks to every single one of you and drops a seed, a thought in your heart, in your soul, concerning what you need to do. That's, that's you having an encounter with Jesus one-on-one -on -one through my words, yay God. So, I mean, that might sound kind of like, whoa, who does she think she is? No, you know what? God, God is good. I, like... He's not here for me, he's here for you. Because he loves you, right? He wants to release not just his word of truth to you, but he wants to release his love to you. And he just wants you to just, just take it, just receive it. But you know, in order to do that, we have to do what Pastor Tina asked us to do. So just breathe right where you are. 
and just decide, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit just love me tonight. I'm just going to slow down my thinking. I'm just going to be present for whatever God wants to do. It just doesn't matter, right, to me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Lord. I'm here for you, and we just thank you that you want to bless us. He always comes bearing gifts because he is a good, 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 good father. He's a good father. So he knows you better than you know yourself. Glory to God. Okay, so, so another word for rhema is truth. Yay, Joseph. Another word for rhema is truth. So the rhema process here at Light City is a directed process. It's a prayer process where we basically work together one-on-one and we ask the Holy Spirit for a rhema word for you. So it's actually, you know, a, a scripted process that we walk through with lots of covering and it's anointed by the Lord and it's wonderful and it's precious, literally life-changing, you know, you can have that just you and Jesus in your Bible in the morning. And then sometimes we get to this place in life where we might get a little stuck in an area. You know, where we're going around and around and around the same thing for a while, like a hamster on a wheel or on a merry-go-round. And we know that we shouldn't feel anxious or we shouldn't feel disappointed at God or we shouldn't feel angry at that person or we shouldn't hold on to unforgiveness, should, 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 should. But yet we find ourselves in this place where we're still afraid of spiders, you know, whatever it is, right? Not to make that seem small, but that idea where we're stuck in something that doesn't really make any sense. You know, like we've forgiven, but we don't feel like we want to see that person ever again, you know, <laughs> right? So you know that there's some bad fruit there. So something is something remains that needs to be addressed. And so the process is intended to help you, help us, because everybody needs a rhema. I'm sure I know pastors ramify each other. <laughs> That's not really a word, but you know what I mean, right? So, right, but which is basically to just kind of keep our hearts really, you know, clean and pure before the Lord in those areas that we're stuck where we need someone else's authority to come into agreement with ours in a covered place where we can get breakthrough. Because we all have blind spots, right? right? So, you know, we do. And we need, we need Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit to uh, help us get through those places. Yay, God. Yeah, the Bible says, and I mentioned this in Connect on Sunday, that there is a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is death. Meaning, you know, even though it seemed like the right thing, if we don't have those checks in our life, those safeguards where we're living submitted to the word and submitted to leadership, right, submitted in a house, right, then we don't have that safety to make sure that the way that seems right to us is actually right. You know, if we're not spending time abiding, you know, the word says abide in the vine. If you don't abide, what happens? You, you just dry up and die, right? That's not a suggestion. That's a literal experience that happens, right? And so, 
So we, we just, you know, we need that in order to make sure that the way that we're going is actually the right way. So we need a rhema, right? We need God to speak to us. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste any more time. Right? Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay, so why does rhema work? Why does rhema work? So another word for rhema is truth, okay? So uh, we've talked a lot in the house about how important our beliefs are, Mm -hmm. right? So truth, believing what God says, Mm -hmm. that's a belief, isn't it, right? So God is good, that's a thought, right? But is it a belief for you? A thought is something that kind of passes through your head and it kind of comes and goes in one ear and out the other and you don't really hang on to it and own it necessarily. But when something comes into your mind that you come into agreement with and you hang on to it, it becomes part of your belief system. That's a little different than just a passing thought, right? A belief is so much more impactful than a passing thought, isn't it, right? So if I have a passing thought that God is good, I'm not really gonna wanna lay my life down and give him my 100% yes, right? I mean, I might give him 50% and see how it goes, right? But if it's a belief that God is good for me, then I know that I can trust him. That's, that's a whole different place, right? So we've talked about how our beliefs affect our thoughts, right? That continuum in LCSM, I should get all the students to come up here and hold up, you know, letter B. Our beliefs affect our thoughts, right? Our thoughts affect our emotions. Our emotions determine our decisions. Our decisions affect our actions. Our actions over time become habits. Habits say a lot about our character, right? And our character ultimately affects our destiny, right? So you can see how that's connected, how critically important beliefs are, right? You could say that beliefs are foundational. What does a foundation do? A foundation actually holds the weight of something, doesn't it, right? If you have a poor foundation, it's not gonna be able to hold the weight of the structure, then you have a problem, right? But if you're building a skyscraper, you wanna make sure that that foundation is solid, same as our lives, right? We're building our life, remember our destiny? We're building our life on this thing called beliefs, right? It's, they are fundamental, which is like core. They're, they're the core part of us is what we believe. If you think God's a cheapskate, right? If you think he's cheap, because remember, we, we tend to think God's like us. So if you're a cheapskate, then maybe you think God's a cheapskate. Or if everybody in your life is cheap, and that's just how you see God, that he's cheap. We have a problem, don't we? Because it's not really even so much linear if you think about stacking them up this way. Beliefs affect your thoughts, right? Affect your emotions, affect your decisions, affect your actions, affect your habits, your character, your destiny. The whole thing's gonna come crumbling down if the beliefs are not solid, right? We're a lot of times we're out there trying to kind of tackle the problem at the action level. You know, oh, that's it, I'm just gonna just going to suck it up, I'm going to be strong, I'm just going to institute this new habit, I'm never going to do that again. But there's something under the surface that's actually 
creating the problem, making it hard for us to change the action, right? We, we want to get at the core belief, which is pastors, their, their passion, right, is they love to kind of get in the dirt and really just pull up the, the roots, right? I mean, you think about it. Anybody a property owner here, you know, if you run over those dandelions, what happens? You're just cutting them off at the, you're cutting the leaves off, but you have left the, the root system behind and what's gonna happen? So the beliefs are like the root system. It's just gonna grow up a new, a new weed, right? So rhema, which is truth, right? Rhema is truth. And so the whole process of rhema is like excavation right, where we go in with the Holy Spirit and we remove that faulty belief. Mm -hmm. So we take up the roots from that thing so that it can't bear any more bad fruit in our lives. And we implant the truth because Rhema is God's spirit talking to your spirit one-on-one, right, telling you what you need to hear in that moment, okay? So we go in, you've got deception that you believe about yourself, and we're gonna go over some of this negative thinking, uh, landmines, right? You go in, you expose that thing for what it is, right? And you go, reject that, that is not the truth. You see it for what it is in the light, right? Holy Spirit, what's the truth about me? He says the truth about you, that's implanted in you. All right, it's a seed that's been planted in your heart. And then we begin that process of meditation where we bring that thing to its full place of maturity in our lives. So it's definitely an awesome thing that happens in Rhema. And it can happen just when you're reading your Bible, right? It can happen just spending time with God in worship when Pastor Jess was speaking to us about strength, 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 she was hearing from the Lord. That was a rhema word, right? Where God was directing her and she was releasing that word over us, which caused us all to kind of wake up and grab it because we know that that's what God's offering us, right? So our faith connects to that word and we take it. We take it and allow that thing to actually bring strength. So I don't know about you, but I actually felt strength Earlier today, I, I like about an hour and a half ago, I was lying horizontal, right? So really, Lord, I, I just, you know, trust you for strength, you know, and, and, go, and in, motion, in, in worship, just really kind of worshiping the Lord and just, you know, trusting the Lord. And then Pastor Jess is just releasing the strength Amen. of God over us, right? So that is, that's, that's her doing her job, right? So... And really, that's, by the way, all of our jobs. Because yeah. if you're anywhere in the world, you can have a rhema word for somebody else. Amen. Your smile might be an encounter with the Lord, yeah. right? That's the truth. God uses us, right? Are we his hands and feet? What, what do we think that means, right? That means that we're going to be out interacting with people and we're going to say something that doesn't necessarily mean that much to us, but for them... It was exactly what they needed to hear. So I, I was just at um, an event last week, and there was a young woman who just broke up with her boyfriend, you know, so sad. And um, 
<laughs> After Pastor's message on Sunday, we're really glad for that, yeah. right? No more dating down, yeah. right? Amen. So she, she broke up with this guy. Anyways, and um, I didn't even know her. I didn't, I, she told me afterwards, right? So I don't even remember how I made this comment. I just said something. We weren't even talking about people. I think we were talking about the little stuffed animals or something. Like, oh, there's someone for everyone, right? I just threw, I just put that out there, right? There's someone for everyone. When I said it, I thought, okay, that's kind of odd, right? And then she came to me afterwards when we were saying goodbye, and she said, oh, I just want you to know, I just broke up with my boyfriend, and when you said that, like, oh, it just gave me so much hope, right? And that's, that's a rhema word, right, for her in that situation. And what did she do with it? She took it, right? She doesn't really, she knows the Lord a little bit, but it just, it carries hope right? That's the thing about God's words when we release his words. They're not like our words. They're actually anointed with his power for whatever the person needs in that time. If it's strength, great. If it's hope, if it's joy, whatever it is, God is faithful to make sure that we get what we need. Because if he didn't, then he wouldn't be a very good father, right? So, right? Yeah. So anyways, okay, so why does it work? It works because rhema is truth. truth, right? And when we get the truth, what does the truth do? John, is it, yes, it's John eight thirty two. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yay, Karen. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So God knows that this is a universal problem known to mankind that we have a you know an a tendency maybe it's too strong a word but we have that opportunity to fall into deception which is the opposite of truth right we ha- we can fall into those areas where we are not believing the truth which what's not believing the truth it's being deceived right we believe a lie instead of believing the truth right so the problem with anything that's not good, if it's not true, it's not from God, right? So if it's not from God, it's not good because everything that's good comes from God. Got that, right? So if it's not good, it's not from God. And so the problem with believing a lie is it's not gonna just do nothing. No, it's a bad seed, okay? Seeds know how to produce after themselves, right? Seeds know, if you give me an apple seed, that apple seed knows how to make apple trees, right? So a lie knows how to work as well in our lives, and that's how we get into these areas of bondage or oppression, you know, bad habits, right? Strongholds in our thinking where we're stuck like that hamster on the hamster wheel going around and around and around. And God knows that we need to be set free. So that's why he said in Romans 12 too, He said, be transformed by what? Renewing of your mind, mind, right? This is the battlefield, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can make it about demons, (laughs) you know? Or we can make it about everybody else. Your boss you know, your spouse, your neighbor, you know, you, you, can, you can even make it about yourself where you have condemnation for your past maybe, 
but really the truth is it's, it's between the ears here, okay? It's this brain that God has given us that needs to be renewed to the truth. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to surgically go in and remove that deception, like if, as if you had a splinter, because when you have a splinter, what happens? It gets infected, right? It gets sore, it's red. You've ever had a splinter? It gets painful after a while, right? But after a long while, what happens is the body starts building a callus around it. So it's really, really hard. And it basically absorbs that splinter over time, right? So you become one with the splinter, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, so in the same way with deception, right? If we just allow that thing to kind of hang around in our brain, right, in our mind specifically, right? If we allow ourselves to think those things that are not true about ourselves, some of these landmines, right? What happens over time is our heart can become callous, right? Our heart can become hard as a way of protecting ourselves. Because it's like, if that bad thing happened, you, may, you know, your best friend betrayed you, so now you're just putting a wall around your heart because you're not getting healed from that hurt, right? You're not forgiving that person. You're putting a wall around your heart and you're saying, I don't trust anybody. You know why I can't trust people. People cannot be trusted. Okay, so that's a lie that we need to be set free from because guess what? There's like how many billions of people right. in the earth, right? It's a scary place if you believe that you are alone in the world and uh, with a bunch of people that cannot be trusted. So God wants us to be free from that. All right, so, so let's look at some of the negative um, thinking traps that we can fall into, okay? And I just want you to listen for your voice, if you've ever heard anything. <clears throat> I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay? Seven little areas that we can sometimes get into problems with. All right, the first one is predicting the future negatively. So if anybody has a struggle with worry, that's basically predicting the future, right? And I think Joyce Meyer was the one that said worry is like, being on a rocking chair, rocking and rocking, thinking you're getting somewhere, but you're not going anywhere, okay, <laughs> right, right? So this idea, like, I'll never be able to handle this, right? I'll never be able to handle, you know, the stress. I'll never be able to handle my money. I'll never be able to get free of this thing. Or I, I'll always mess up, you know? I'll, I always pick the wrong thing. You, do you know that idea, okay? that the future is basically gonna be more of the bad stuff that you currently have, all right? So that's predicting the future negatively. Pastors talked so much about this, okay? So, so much about this. Another one is all or nothing thinking, right? Anything, then, anything that's less than perfect is a failure. That kind of thinking, all right? All or nothing, it's either perfect or it's no good at all. If it's not perfect, it's no good. You know, I, I used to have this problem, Dominic makes fun of me, because, you know, I'd say at like 10 o'clock in the morning, if a few things didn't go well, I'd say, oh, the day's over, you know? <laughs> It'd be like 10, and I already decided that that's it. The whole day's a write-off now, because these few things didn't, and this happened regularly enough that he saw the pattern in me and would kind of point out and make fun of me, right? Um, which really helped a lot to get healed of that, but anyways, so, okay, so, 
Um, or this idea, like, I planned to eat healthy, but I ate that piece of cake, so now, like, forget it. I might as well eat the whole cake because <laughs> my diet is, it's wrecked, right? It's just, what's the point? I didn't do it absolutely right, so it's like black or white, you know, that's it, right? Okay, or, you know, with each other, like with our uh, spouses or children or whatever, right? This idea that if the behavior isn't exactly like what we thought it should be, the whole thing is terrible, right? If you didn't get the birthday the way you thought you should celebrate the birthday, right? Then the whole birthday is a flop, right? So another one is imagining what other people are thinking about you and jumping to conclusions, right? So like making assumptions, like you're pretty sure, oh, this person thinks I'm stupid, for example, right? Have you ever asked this person? I have actually asked, learned to kind of just ask, and I find out every time I'm wrong, right? Unless it's Dom, right? Then I'm, <laughs> then I'm right on. You know how you just know the subtleties of your spouse's movements, right? And it's like, don't look at me that way, because I know with that I know what you're really saying. Like today, I cornered him, and he's like, no. He's like, okay, fine. Remember the whole sincere thing we were talking about as students this week, right? Being sincere. Okay, so, so but it's really obviously not a good thing. Like, this is a massive, massive landmine. This idea of assuming that we know what's going on, right? Huge, 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 huge problem. Huge problem. And I'm not going to tell you today's example because I'm just too embarrassed to admit how I assumed Dom was thinking something and I was wrong. <laughs> but we did, I did, I do know enough to kind of say, okay, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking you're thinking, and I know you're thinking it, right? And he's like, no, I'm not thinking that. I'm like, yes, you are thinking that. I know what the head turn means. He goes, well, I was actually thinking, and I'm like, okay, you're right, fine. <laughs> okay, so another one is labeling yourself. This, this we do a lot, or we ha used to do a lot, right? Um, this idea, I'm, I'm stupid, I'm a loser, you know, just labeling that kind of thing, right? I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm too tall, too short, whatever, right, is labeling yourself and then basing your whole future on that label, right? That it's not gonna work out because of this thing and that's it for you forever. Okay, another one is overgeneralizing. Okay, this is a common problem in our thinking, right? If one little thing happens, then we overgeneralize to the whole scenario, right? So it becomes, you know, if, if you have one experience giving a presentation, for example, and it didn't go as well as you thought it was going to go, well, that's it. Now you just, you're a lousy public speaker. It just becomes this whole kind of catastrophe, really. It's, everything is bad because this one little thing didn't work out, okay? Um, another one is only paying attention to the bad things that happen, but ignoring all the good things. <laughs> kind of keeping a list of all of your bad traits or all of your employer's bad traits, right? And ignoring, so one of the things we'll often ask is, so tell me something that you like about yourself. It honestly does not take very long for the person to, you can see a shift happening uh, in their body, like, because the body goes first, right? 
the, and it starts to respond to the good thing that the person is now actually thinking about. All they've done is changed their mind, right? They've just changed what they're thinking about and it starts this momentum that your body starts responding to this new thought because it doesn't know any different, right? It just follows what you tell it to feel, right? If you say, I'm happy, guess what? The body goes, oh, we're happy, right? If you feel like I'm, you know, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm whatever, the body starts feeling the weight of the thing that we're declaring over ourselves, right? Because we're connected, right? Spirit, soul, and body, we're all, it's all connected. So one thing impacts the next thing. Okay, so, and then two, the last two are always going to the worst thing that could happen. So just magnifying yeah. everything, just blowing it right out of proportion, right? This whole idea, no one's gonna help me. I'm gonna freak out and then no one's gonna be there to help me. You know, rah, right? It's just, okay, I know it sounds hilarious, but when you're doing it, it's not so funny, right? So, um, okay, all right. And then um, the last one is should shoulding on yourself okay all right so this idea of telling yourself how you should feel but it's not actually how you do feel okay but you're you're basically you know um judging yourself and condemning yourself because maybe you feel disappointed or you feel angry or you're hurt and you know i shouldn't feel this way i shouldn't feel angry i shouldn't be i shouldn't feel disappointed you know, should, 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 should. It's a lot of condemnation and judgment against yourself, and it's basically shooting yourself in the foot because you're gonna get the results that you are asking for. So here's a couple questions. So just close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good, Lord. You are so, so, so good. You're so good. Hallelujah. It's so awesome, Lord, that we can just categorize these things because they are like a plate common to man. <laughs> we just thank you, Lord, that we are not alone in this, that there's no trick that the enemy has, Lord, that is not uh, known to us. And so we just thank you that we have the power to, to resist that and to repent, Lord, and to begin again. So here's here, just with your eyes closed, um, do you understand what is motivating your behavior? Do you understand? Is it faith? Is it love that's motivating your behavior? Or is it, is it fear or selfishness? Can you actually distinguish what's happening on the inside when you are acting, when you're choosing, when you're making a decision? Are you, are you aware of that? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into that? Are you able to recognize your part in a problem or are you blaming others? <coughs> the other ditch is not great where it's always your fault and you blame yourself for everything. When someone pushes your buttons, do you recognize that you actually have buttons to push, that there's a pattern there, and it's apparent to everyone, especially those people that are closest to you? When something doesn't go your way, are you calm, cool, and collected? Or are you angry and vengeful? There's no condemnation or shame in that, right? 
when you are insulted or betrayed, are you able to turn the other cheek? Are you able to forgive? Are you able to just give it to Jesus and let it go? How fast is your turnaround? Insulted or what? Insulted. Or betrayed. <clears throat> when you awake in the morning, are you full of expectation for the day? Or do you have to continually psych yourself up? Do you delay getting up? Do you have to psych yourself up? Which is, which is fine, but it indicates, all of these indicates that there are some unresolved sparks or splinters that need to be addressed. When you sleep, is it restful? and restorative when you wake up in the morning do you feel like you've been refreshed or have you tossed and turned all night and you awake and you feel just as tired as when you went to bed so your subconscious mind is processing these unresolved issues all night long and not getting the resolution because you are hanging on to something and you haven't heard the truth about that so that you can let it go all right, so you can open your eyes. I would imagine that every single person in this room could probably raise your hand and say yes to a few of those things, right? That's one of the amazing things about going to this house is that we're actually very, very reflective, right? We actually, um, we, we just know so much, right? We're, we're miles ahead when people come to visit. Um, we just had someone from Dr. Kaufman's church come and do an encounter weekend here, and she's just... She actually said to this, one of the students, she said, is this genuine, what goes on in this house? <laughs> like, are you always like this? Or is, just, is this just because you have a conference on? She called Encounter a conference, right? It's just because you have a conference and you have people here that don't go to your church. And I was surprised by the question because it, it never even occurred to me that that would be the weekend that anybody would be faking anything, right? <laughs> On an encounter weekend, right? But we, we don't, we have so much um, insight, yeah. right? Because we get so much from the pulpit, right? That's constantly teaching us the way that we should go, right? We're constantly hearing truth and it's constantly wearing down the rough edges, right? That's why God says to, you know, to come into fellowship and submit ourselves under godly leadership, right? Because we get the rhema word from pastors as they're ministering from the pulpit, right? And it's being absorbed and it's exposing our blind spots and showing us about those patterns. So I just want to lead us in a little prayer just to repent, really, and allow the Lord um, to do whatever else he wants to do. Um, I can... I can um, um, I can really kind of, um, uh, it's funny because I've, I've been doing this for a little while here at church, right? And just leading people through this process, right? So just, just like, it's been like 10 years. So, so I've probably done, <laughs> it's a little while. <laughs> I think it was a good use of my time. So. <laughs> Because I got so much freedom just from sitting in with everyone's ramos, right? As I'm letting, I'm hearing the Lord speak to this person, 
And it's like, oh, I just so needed to hear that. That was so good, Lord, right? Um, or sometimes I've been through something similar, right? And so I'm getting a rhema while you're getting a rhema, right? So, so it's amazing. But the thing about it that I love about it is, and I had to ask about this because I was a little bit concerned, because sometimes when we get like a new intercessor who comes into the process, so there's always an intercessor in rhema, the intercessor a lot of times will be like crying, right? Just so touched by how the Lord is ministering he, the way he is, he's just so good, he's so kind, he's so so thoughtful and sensitive, right? He's just amazing. Amen. And so, you know, when you hear that truth spoken, it, you know, can make you feel so, t you know, your heart just feels so touched by God's tenderness, right? Anyways, but I don't, I don't cry anymore, right? So, um, so I wasn't sure if this was a good thing or a bad thing, right? It would just become like, whatever. But, um, I feel like the thing about it is that I, it's just, now I don't do this for myself. I need to take my own advice, okay? But I, I, I think that the cool thing about it is it's really no big deal. The stuff that we're going through is so, from my perspective, if I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you, I'm like, you got this, right? You got this. This is like a minor adjustment that you need to make. It's just this little little truth that you need to take and just meditate on that. Just be a doer of the word, right? So if, the, if you're told to meditate, be a doer of the word and actually meditate, right? Just do it. And you're gonna, you're gonna see fruit because that's what happens. <coughs> Rhema is truth, right? Truth always produces after itself. So if God says, you're precious, you know, or you're more than a conqueror, whatever his rhema word is to you, you're beautiful, you're strong, you know, whatever God says, that rhema word, like Pastor Jess's strength word, actually contains the power in it to actually bring it to pass in your life. So if you don't think you're precious, and God says you're precious, why do you think he's telling you you're precious? Because it's a prophetic release into your life of what you actually need. If you actually don't think you're strong, you need strength. So how's God gonna get it to you, right? There's no pixie dust, right? God is a speaking spirit and he's going to speak to you the words, the rhema words that you need for your situation. So then you take that word and you just, you just meditate on it, right? You think about it. You just, if you, if you, you know, start out, you just start by saying, I'm strong, I'm strong, Lord, you said I'm precious. I'm strong and I have a word. In the, you can find it in the scripture. You can, now we got Google. You can Google scriptures on precious, right? Scriptures on strength and you'll find confirmation for that word, right? And then it, this is a little tiny tweaking that we're talking about, mm -hmm. like from where I sit. Okay, for me, it always feels like, ugh, it's so much more. But then I would submit myself and, you know, they'll knock me in the head and say, what's your problem? But never like that, always so much kinder. <laughs> kinder. We should be kinder to ourselves, people, okay? Okay, yes? All right. Okay, so, so that's kind of like what Rhema is, why Rhema works, and what to do when you need a Rhema. Okay, so when you need a Rhema, just a couple of really quick points and then I'm done. Oh, no, 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 we're gonna repent. Close your eyes, everybody. I almost forgot, okay. Hallelujah, so Jesus, Thank you for showing me the truth. 
I am not afraid of the truth. I welcome the truth. I know your truth is kind and good, and it will produce in me the life I want. I trust you, Lord. And I choose as an act of my will to repent for where I've entered into these landmines. Say, Lord, do you forgive me? So you're either going to hear something that sounds like a yes in your spirit, right? Remember, it's just that still small voice. Or you just have a, you know, just a warm feeling or you feel peace. That's Holy Spirit speaking to you. If you heard anything negative, it's not God. Because God forgives us, right? He, we're kids. We're not God's adults. We're God's children, right? So, Lord, we just receive that forgiveness. Just say, I receive that forgiveness, Lord. And I receive the fresh start that you're giving to me right now. Holy Spirit. I'm asking you to make me aware, set a reminder in my day that I would observe myself in these places. And Holy Spirit, help me to find an alternative to speak the truth in love in every time, in every situation, yeah. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So let's just say, so, so one more question, okay? So we're going to practice, okay? So just close your eyes. Now, this we're going to ask the Lord something, and you know he's a good father, right? So it says that if we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a snake or a stone. And also the word says that my sheep know my voice, Right? So just say, Jesus, what's the truth about me? Say, Jesus, do you love me? Say, I, re I receive that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so... If this is new to you, come and talk to us about what you heard, because we would like to help explain that, you know, just decipher what you heard and help you to accept that as truth. If, if, if you are, been around for a while, you should have heard something, should have. If you didn't hear anything, come and talk to us, okay? Okay, so if you need to spend, you know, to get a rhema, because you've got an area you know, run to the Spirit of Truth, Holy Spirit, run to Him, and He will speak to you, right? Tonight, before you go to bed, tomorrow morning, set those times in your life where you can come. Or speak to a leader, book an appointment. <laughs> you know, do what you need um, to do to kind of, to get that taken care of, okay? So everyone, Rhema's for everyone, right? Just like truth is for everyone. Believing the truth is essential for our lives, right? It's one of those core fundamental things, right? Sometimes we all get stuck and there's no shame in that, right? And no one ever got to any higher level on their own, right? So remember that. No matter where we are, we need God to get to the next level. 
and we need each other in order to do that. So God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus, or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat the simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.